Before we start the latest episode, I just wanted to uh, just point out that the sound in the uh, uh, um, meeting room that we uh, we hired from the uh, East Stand, I say hired, we uh, we booked um, for, for for an hour hour and a half or something. Um, the sound is. Um, a little bit uh, wishy-washy with it being a bit echoey and not built for purposes of doing a, a podcast. So it uh, sounds a bit echoey at times, sounds all right in other places. I've done the best I, uh, I can to uh, try and eradicate the uh, the sound and everything on that. But um, But anyway, here it is. Hope it's all right for you. This is the Sky is Blue podcast. the last time we all got together on the Sky Is Blue podcast, Chester will have played 10 games, won 9 of them, nearly in Daryl Carpenter territory, 10 wins on the bounce, exactly. <laughs> but hey, Maidenhead were in there, so that's the equivalent of a win, isn't it? Absolutely. So there's Mayfield Tooley, Daryl, Paul Fisher and Stuart Basson, and we've uh, we've got, say, 10 games to look back to, I'm sure we'll not dissect every one of them, and uh, we'll look forward for the rest of the month with cup games and then, of course, the big game against Barnet in the National League coming up but Stuart this is a remarkable run that Chesterfield are on at the moment 11 wins in the last 12 in the National League it's a sort of run that's not been seen since the 1930s it certainly is that yes yes um, I have to say I haven't particularly gone back and found its um, historical equivalents because I, I don't want to be accused of putting a hex on it if I if I say we hadn't had a run like this since thirty thirty one or something which springs to mind. Yeah, thirty three it season. actually is, and we've still got a game or two to go to, mm-hmm. to get well, some of season as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Thirty two three. So uh, yeah, runs like this at the risk of bringing the whole thing crashing down around our ears tend only to end in one thing when when we embark on them and that is sitting at the top of the divisional table um, at the end of what well, April this will be yeah yeah that's um, all that matters really yeah. isn't it so so it is hugely significant in that respect yeah you know and, and Paul going into games and just not quite expecting victory but nearly expecting victory every time it's very different to what we've been feeling for quite a long time isn't it isn't it it, it just feels like a um, a season where things are going to progress and be be quite good don't they they just um just feels that way when you when you've got a side and you know earlier on in the season when the team went one nil down you didn't 
really feel that bad, you know. So it was it was okay. You just felt that they were going to come back and play better half, uh, play better in the second half, for example, which has been in the recent weeks. And you know the the, the goals. And I think you did some stats the other day, and you, you two this take about second half performances mm. over first half, and just just incredible numbers. Like so, the 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 team seems to get fitter as the game goes. And obviously, the changes do make a difference don't they so but it just seems to me like it's a a, a side which just has just uber amount of confidence you know and that that does breed in this sort of champion way doesn't it that you you know you can go a goal down Barnet have got the same at the moment haven't they they've got that we'll never we'll never die type of thing we'll leave it late and keep going and keep going obviously you don't want to be always like that but they just get that supreme bit of confidence you know so so yeah it's it just feels really good right now but though that second half uh, Daz, it really, and I think it was probably shown most of all in the the Boreham Wood game, which was nil uh, one nil at uh, uh, sorry the uh, Bromley game when it was nil at half time, and Chester went on to to win two nil. That first half, when when they're playing it around, keeping possession, looking to try and find gaps. When you're defending that, you've got to be on your metal all of the time because you don't know what's going to happen, and it is that gradual turn of the screw to wear wear teams down and then in the second half that fitness that Paul just referred to just comes to the fore doesn't it and once a team's got to open up because they've fallen behind well Chesterfield have just got the ammunition then yeah they have and uh, it's quite interesting sat where I'm sat the you're almost trying to train your fellow supporters not to panic <laughs> yeah so he stand massive yeah, yeah. he stand massive um, in the first half there's been lots of frustration in lots of games and all I'm saying to him is just be patient keep passing the ball keep passing the ball because we get to 60 minutes at the minute and teams are blowing mm. and they really are blowing and it's the constant as you say pulling them from side to side runs in behind back out again and it's this constant shifting of a block of 11, 11 men up and down the pitch and we're dictating where they go all the time. And, and whilst you're dictating like that, you can actually have a breather yourselves, Correct. which the opposition can't. Yeah, yeah. And we, if, if you almost ignore the game and watch the, the movement of certain players, they'll drop into areas and, as you say, have five minutes almost yeah. and let, let somebody else take over dictating the pace and then they'll switch around and somebody else will do it. They've got this lovely interchange of positions and fluidity within the team. And let's face it, he's making five, six, three, four, however many changes every week, and it doesn't seem to make a blind bit of difference. It, mm -hmm. It's quite remarkable, and as good as I've seen in many, many years. And that recruitment does to get the two two players for every position sort of thing is really coming to the fore now. You mentioned about those changes. Only two made for the Kidderminster game last time out. But, you know, the thing is, the players that aren't involved today know they're going to be involved tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, you, you can go from being completely out of the squad straight into the first 11. Ollie Banks. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's happened quite a lot. You'll think, didn't see that one coming. And then whoever he's brought in will, will have a blinder. So it's, um, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a purple patch at the minute. Uh, and it is, Paul, not just results... It is performances as well. You know, how many managers have sort of said, well, we've just been watching the, the champions elect. It seems to be every week, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It was no more so than, than Saturday as well. Interesting, Daz made a point about 
the, the, the team being drifting across and forward and just wearing the sides out. I don't know if it, nobody would have seen or they may have been subscribing to Dorking Uncovered. But the old older shop manager Reese McNally, I think he is it. Not Reese yeah, McNally. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. So yeah, uh, he is McNally. yeah, I think he's he's a coach at Dorking now, and he identified that Chesterfield will be a side which drags you across from left and right in the opening games. But he said we can cope with that. So which they may have done actually Dorking because Dorking do like to attack yeah. like like nobody's business, don't they? So. Um, Ross, you were nearly right. Ross, Ross McNally, Ross right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he he identified that straight away. Other managers, I think their players are struggling with it. They, t- you know, the, it's all I think against York, didn't it? First twenty minutes, York were all guns are blazing. We'll attack down that wing, and that Kai Kennedy was really good. Wasn't yeah. on the ball mm. to twenty minutes. We never saw him again because mm. he was spent. He was done. You know. So I think. Yeah, this this football that they're playing is really good and yeah Chesterfield are getting the credits because of the way that they play and the way that they drag sides down and then go in for the, the kill that sort of later on and they're getting Stuart to again that combination of fitness and, and the exhaustion of the opponents mm. getting much more likely to have the keys to unlock the, the, the coach parking, the bus parking. Yeah. Going back right to the start of the, the games that we didn't talk about on the last one, Eswick United, they they put the, the shutters up at home. Mm-hmm. And then it took Chesterfield a while to, mm-hmm. to get there before Dobra unlocked. But yeah. the, the team looks the best it's been at unlocking bus, buses when they're parked up for the dark and ever remember actually it does doesn't it and, and it is all down to um, as everybody else has said dragging their players about tiring them out you know not only do you become physically tired but you become mentally tired through having to concentrate all the time to defend against it you know I, I, I noticed a York City player five minutes before half time down on his haunches just out of breath just you know yeah. just, just, just frazzled by it you know um, and it happened again on Saturday, didn't it? Where mm. Kidderminster were competitive in the first half, um, and then gradually we got on top. We scored that goal. They suddenly had to start coming forward gaps, which we could, you know, apply a counter attack to. You know, which is something that we don't see very often in the past from from Chesterfield in the mm. recent past. Anyway, you know, counter attack. No, I football. can't remember the last time that you know, we scored two uh, counter attack goals mm. of that nature. And yeah. what brilliant goals they both were. The, the first one, Jones just got the tiniest of tackles mm. in and then Naylor's uh, aware and it was four on two, so he got options, mm. but he chose the right one. And still, Banks had a lot of work to do. Mm. But the second one, if you look back at that, you, you, you look at the goal and think, yeah, Far Post had it from from uh, Grigg. Mm. But that was an absolute classic goal. That that will have been a goal that will have given Paul Cook and the rest yeah. of his backroom team enormous mm. Pleasure. Yeah, because you, you brought Berry on, so you got the speed on the break, you know. But but Naylor, somewhere who'd been on there ninety yeah. minutes and got the lungs and the power from somewhere to come and overlap Berry and yeah. take, and it, it, take it broke the ball to the grass. Right off. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. crossing left wing. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching the thing on the telly because officially I was in Belgium at the time. Yes, and, uh, yeah, um, you said you were. Yeah, yeah. and um, their left winger got the ball out just before we won it back. And I remember thinking when their winger got the ball, well, if it ends up being three two, it's too late for them to. You know, because I was expecting a cross to come in and mm. you know and all of that, but we won it back, stormed up the other end of the pitch, and made certain of it in front of our own fans. How good is that? And one of the things 
that we'll have noticed being being there that you don't always notice when you're you're watching on the telly. You could see that when the lad got sent off, when McNally got sent off on 81 minutes, you could just look around the Kidderminster side who'd spent, who'd given absolutely everything. But at that moment, you could just see them thinking, oh, we've got to work 10% harder now. We can't. <laughs> and you could almost see their resolve broken at that moment, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I think you're right there as well. I mean, discussions about the actual second yellow card as well. I thought it was a little bit harsh, but uh, but at that point, you know, it didn't re- didn't really matter, did it? Because Chesterfield were on top at that that particular point. Mm. But yeah, he just saw them physically just go, oh no. And so, you know, of course, Barry had shown a few moments before bursting down that left hand side mm. that he was a one to be watched as well. So so yeah, I think um, I'm surprised they took off the lad uh, with. Uh, the the socks what was it what was he called I can't remember the uh, fullback the, uh, the, 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 the guy yeah Robinson yeah yeah he starts mm. off brilliantly he was really and really good as well they were really working out yeah. but I think that they were pro- well the lad you're talking about was on a yellow Robinson yes that's right so it was, it was before yeah. the sending off so I think that might have been part part of that that they needed fresh legs and they did but he was their most effective player there's no question about that I was amazed when they gave the centre forward the Yes. The, the sponsors. Man I thought he was terrible. I yeah. thought he was terrible. I thought he didn't get a sniff out of uh, either of the two. Williams just sort of played him really well. Didn't Tyron he? Williams was the man of the match for me. Tyron yeah, Williams. Definitely. A couple of challenges that he made in the second half were just time to absolute perfection. I don't know whether it was because he was on home territory virtually, mm. but he was absolutely sensational. Really, really good. Yes, and I hadn't realised until I spoke to Jamie Grimes after the match that Grimes and Williams were at Kidderminster at the same time. I knew they both played at Kidderminster, but I hadn't realised they'd been there at the same at, at the same time. Time. But but going going back a little bit, we talked about that Ebbs Fleet one when Dobra broke it because because White and uh, and Hollis at the back that day were fantastic, weren't they? Aiden Hollis had an absolutely terrific game and it it, it took a little bit of Dobra uh, magic. The, the, the goal yes, it was like a brick wall. Yes, wasn't it was, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, ab- absolutely. Saved all sorts. Yeah, no, they, they they played really, really well. But the best thing about that at that time, Polian was the league's top scorer. And I think he touched it three times and it was in the yeah. wrong half every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just kept him completely. And he's somebody yeah. who always seems to do well against He us. does. But after that Ebbsfleet one, that, that was where you start to think, well, it was a clean sheet, wasn't it? That was a, yeah. a big yeah. deal yeah. at the time. Mm. But then we came against <laughs> Halifax, 2-0 up, 2-2. And none of us can actually remember the match because of other reasons. <sighs> I've seen some belters in my far too many years coming here, but he was right up there. What what did they call him? Um, well, I know what we called him, but his yeah. name was officially Aaron Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm. Uh, he was a he was from Liverpool by all accounts, so probably an Evertonian. But um, <laughs> God dear, he just got every single decision wrong all night for both sides. I mean, he was shocking in the extreme, wasn't he? Yeah. And sort of this I'm in charge this evening's all about me attitude yeah. uh, was never more typified than when <laughs> than when he sent was it was it Naylor he sent off um, yeah yes it was because yeah. he did yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jacob's yeah. absolutely yeah, wasn't yeah. it for the uh, just, uh, for the time just wasting. thought what game are you watching yes. man you know and he was so pedantic with everything, wasn't he? You know, he needed you to get a slide rule out to put a free kick down and stuff. And 
Yeah, uh, how we won that game against all the odds. I don't. It's one of those referees where you you see loads and loads of yellow cards, but I don't recall any of them being for fouls by one player mm -hmm. on another. I think there was. was I think there was one near the end that was, was for a foul, right. and the, the rest others. were all for Chelp or yeah, kicking all, a ball all, away all, or whatever. All the others were for players' yeah. reactions to the referee yes. and to his decisions, yes. weren't they? Well, I mean, yeah. well, as was Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cookie Cookie got sent off. Didn't he need two yellows in about thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, but I think at that point he just. Didn't Decided, mm. I'll take the I'll take the punishment and get no. sent up because yeah. he was at his wits end. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel sorry in those in instances for the fourth official because he yes. stood there taking the abuse and it's his bloody mate in the middle who's <laughs> acting like a pillock. I know, <laughs> I know. You do wonder sometimes if they're not stood there saying, "Well, uh, yeah. I know, mate. What can yeah, I do? Yeah, I'm only the sure fourth official." Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. But no, it was. Uh, it will go down in the annals of. Uh, yeah. Well, terrible. Well, I I, um, I spoke. Uh, it was quite late when I left, and I spoke to uh, uh, Kevin Bingham afterwards, who looks after the referees, the steward who looks after the referees. And they, say this was a long, long time after the end of the match. And I sort of said, "Oh, have you have you managed to uh, uh, have a chat with the assessor to get what his real views are?" And if you had it done that, I, I wouldn't necessarily say why they were on here. But he said. No, the assessor's still in with them. <laughs> and that's the first time at that sort of time I could ever recall that being said. He said, no, the assessor's still in with them. He never had control of the game, but no. you, there was nothing to referee, was it? I mean, no. there weren't a dirty tackle no. in the match. No. It was played in a fairly reasonable spirit until mm. he started to yeah. wind everybody up on both sides, yeah. including... Both benches. It, it of course, was, all the talk before and was of the bizarre sending off of the Halifax player in the match before, wasn't it? Yes. Where, where oh, the referee yes. seemed to run yes. into his outstretched arm. Yes. That's right. you know. yeah. And then here we are, we had one of our own. Yeah. yeah. Very much so, it, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah and, and of course, from being 2 0 up a quarter of the way through the, uh, the, the match, you know, there's that. Equaliser soon after, oh, sorry, the, the first goal soon after our second from Ty Williams and mm. penalty equaliser. Then, ball, we got into uh, Joe Quigley's last gasper, which at that sort of time was, was not unusual to score late on. But, mm. you know, that was when sort of I had, had a good look back at his scoring and every time he scored for Chesterfield, we, the team's won. So yeah. uh, it's amazing, really. It was sort of in the last sort of 10 minutes or so that he'd, uh, he'd done that, hadn't he? And so. Yeah, it had to be Joe Quigley as well, wasn't it? So, he, you know, he'd done it against Dorking earlier on in the, in the season as well, got that winner there. And, yeah, I was, I was really pleased for him as well to get that particular goal, you know. So, and it, I think it was just deserves from Chesterfield's point of view. Yeah, it's good. Just got three points, but, mm. but yeah, yeah. Best side on the night. Halifax gave a good uh, fight of it, and typical Halifax, they lose good players again, but they still keep bouncing back. And mm. uh, yeah, you always think, oh, surely they can't do it again. And I'm not sure where they are in the table at the moment, but but they're certainly in a position that's higher than I ever mm. thought they would be, having mm. got rid of people like Warburton and uh, and and, and Co. Yeah, they're six. They're six. Yeah. So Jesse Debra, he, he went. Yeah, Debra. He's just he, he was a while before he signed for somebody. Yeah. Uh, Who was he going to? Was it maybe Barnsley? Was it possibly? Oh, I can't right, quite right, remember. Right, I can't right, remember anyway. He failed a fitness test. Yeah, he did somewhere, didn't he? But he has gone somewhere. He has gone somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll check where he uh, uh, where he is. But after the, the the Halifax match, great following Daz at 
at Rochdale yeah. and an unusual uh, all done and dusted by half time now goes in the second half That's that that, <laughs> that was a, a good good solid away that was a proper away performance wasn't it well we, we set off full of intent uh, in charge of the match on the front foot no surprise when we scored in fact we could have scored before that we then sort of took the foot off the gas for a minute or two and we'd had a couple of little warnings about this if we if they gave that the young lad the centre half a bit too much time on the ball he could pick a pass and we we still even though we'd kind of set up to negate that left a huge hole and didn't press and tried to hold the high line, which, as you know, is fatal anyway. If you're not pressing the ball, you can't hold the high line. And got caught. And, and you know, I've never seen Cairo Mitchell finish like that, but there we go. <laughs> um, but again, immediately, it was like, OK, right, we'll step it up again, get back in front, and then, for all their huffing and puffing in the second half, um, I just couldn't see us not winning the game. Mm. I really couldn't. I mean, the defence were rock solid. The goalkeeper came and did everything he had to do. Really competent. We just looked professional and in charge and, you know, without trying to sound arrogant, a cut above them. Mm. Uh, and their manager said as much, I think, even though he, you know, he was trying to obviously bull up his own team's efforts on the night. But it, it was never a game where you thought after we'd gone back in front again that it was going to be anything other than our win. And I think that will have sent a bit of a message. It was a it was a Tuesday night game on uh, whatever it's called now TNT, wasn't it? It was live mm. on on, yeah. on national telly. Okay, yeah, uh, I yeah. that was a telly. <laughs> and uh, and quite a few, I'm sure, quite a few national league teams and managers and stuff were watching that and thinking, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get ready for that because um, we were just in control that entire second half. We were in control. Uh, and I, I, ne I never thought we would do anything other than win the game once we'd gone back in front. Totally professional. Yeah, Dobber and uh, a Naylor there, and let's let's just take a time out for for Naylor, Daz, because again, I think on here, on you know the preseason, what I said, I think he'll turn out to be the best signing in the National League for any yes. club mm -hmm. this season. Mm -hmm. I've not seen anything that's made me change my mind yet. No. I, I thought he's grown into the season as well for me to the point now whereby he's, he's eight and nines out of ten every single game. Mm. Uh, he breaks things up. He plays a simple pass. He's got a hell of an engine on him, box mm. to box. Uh, and on set pieces, I mean, good grief, he's deadly. You know, mm. he, he attacks the ball. He doesn't just wait for it to come to him. He actually yeah. attacks headers and stuff. He could have had another one on Saturday, actually. It's just... Flew wide, didn't it? When we'd gone two one, and uh, Mike, Mike Jones could have had one on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he, was holding, uh, he had another charge down, didn't yeah, he, from the yeah. defense, and he was just holding his head for about five minutes afterwards, thinking, that, "Oh, come on, how did that not go in?" Yeah. <laughs> but now he's um, he's um, a thoroughbred. Yes. Would be my description. Way above, way above this level. However old he is, he's way above this level. Mm. And when you've got. Um, him and Jones or him and whoever in the side um, that's why I think we were all a bit wondering whether 
Paul Cook might rest him mm. last Saturday in case he, he missed Barnet. Thankfully, he didn't. Again, the responsibility. And, yeah. and, mm. and in the pre-match interview, Danny Webber sort of said, well, you know, you've got to give them responsibility. And, and they all took it, didn't they? The yeah. th- three men on four cards. Yeah. Uh, um, and the rationale was, if you're just not quite sure what we're talking about, if they'd got another book in, they'd have missed the Barnet game. Not, mm. not the Portsmouth game, because yeah. the FA Cup got its own disciplinary thing, apart from red cards, which is slightly different. Mm. But nameless, say, seven goals in league. Egan Cup, three assists, and um, you know another player of that ilk, Paul coming into uh, into bloom now after no pre-seasons. Michael Jacobs. Oh, oh, definitely yes. You know after we they were waiting a while for him. He was the one who was sort of coming on as substitute, wasn't he, to start the season? You know, drip drip feed him into the side, and then he got a, a starting role. And all of a sudden, and I think it was the Ebbsfleet game. That, ironically, it was the Ebbsfleet game that he got sent off in. Yes. that I thought he was having his best game. It was terrific. So wasn't it? yeah. Um, and but he should, be an, he should be an instant hero because he scored a goal in a point we got at Maidenhead. Yeah, well, exactly, yes. <laughs> There's not many of them. Indeed, no, and what a goal it was too as well, wasn't it? Mm. Like a nice little curling effort into the into the top corner. But uh, but yeah, he he's, he slots into that side really nicely as an attacking uh, three. He's been playing out on the right. He's thinking, I think I interviewed him before he preferred to be on the left-hand side but of course there's there's traffic there isn't there so uh, <laughs> so good luck with that um, but you know he could sign the number 10 but some of his little intricate moves mm. you've noticed his little slide rule balls that he, he passes through mm. it, there was a moment on, on Saturday when Naylor had made a run forward but Ollie Banks hadn't picked his head up to have a look and a couple of times there was I uh, yeah to turn my phone off so uh, um, yeah uh, a couple of times when they hadn't looked up and Naylor had gone into the penalty area and it, all he needed was a little bit you know a, a ball through the middle but it didn't quite quite pan out and I think that's something they're probably going to be going to be working on but Michael Jacobs is is, is excellent at that and um, I think there's so much competition for places in those three attacking three no they'll, they'll never stop running or making moves mm. or, or pushing out into, into little spaces and yeah, it's it's something for the uh, the other defences to be to be worried about, isn't it? But yeah, Jacob's excellent. And throwing forward to the next match, we'll look at some of the, the past ones again in a bit, Stuart, with your interest in Portsmouth as as well. You've you've got Jacobs and, and Naylor as well as mm-hmm. um, Gary Roberts on the the backroom staff Indeed. and Paul Cook, mm-hmm. of course. But Portsmouth won't have players on their books right now at the top of League One unbeaten all season that you wouldn't think that Naylor and Jacobs could nip into their side and play in their first 11? Well, uh, one of them came, came out of their team last yeah. season, didn't yeah. he? Straight to us. So, so you know, and, and I think there was some talk about whether he'd get an offer from them or not among the fans, you know. Um, some thought it worth it. Um, so, so to say that we've got two players of that quality, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure they would embellish any side in 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 the leagues one and two, really, you know the way they're playing, both of them. Uh, and as Paul was just alluding to as well, that that front attacking three. Well, all of a sudden, last few games we've got Banks in there rather than mm-hmm. being old in midfield. Right? Yeah, and he's like a new signing, isn't he? Oh, it, 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 just to give him that that encouragement, you know, to to go forward and play his football, you know, and to say to him. Let someone else worry about the defending, perhaps. You know, although, of course, they all defend all over the pitch, you know. Um, and it starts up front, doesn't it? But, yeah, it, it, it is like going out and signing a different player just by... Well, as indeed is, is Mandeville, for instance, who was in that position and has now been asked to, to work out of 
right back more often. Um, you know, uh, to forgot, have players, forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To have players who have the ability to do that kind of thing, who are versatile enough like that. You know, because you get players that are versatile and they call them utility players, don't they? But but that's always a bit of a, a it's always a bit of a, a, a sort of a demeaning tag, really. You know, you, you you call a player a utility player if you can't quite make up your mind whether he's any good at anything. Sometimes, you know, um, but 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 Banks, as you say, has come into that position. Um, and he looks like a different player, and 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 the whole kind of way we attack functions slightly differently with him there as well, doesn't it? You know, Will Griggers, as you were saying before we went on air, has suddenly got someone who knows where he's going to be, you know, and who can pick him out, you know, and and and, and that's the same for all the players that that he attacks with, and and he joins in all the little short passing stuff with with Mandeville and and whoever happens to come up to support on that side, and he can look up and ping a ball across the field to towards Horton or Freckleton or whoever's running up from the left, you know. And he's the one guy that, well, I can't really remember this because it's talking about when Paul Cook's on the touchline and I can't really actually remember the last time he was. But, you know, he often goes goes a bit scranny when people take long shots, but he doesn't when Banksy has a go, does he? No, no. no I'd, I'd watch Cookie especially when Banksy has taken some long shots that have ended up in sort of C14 or whatever rather than the back of the net. And he does turn to the crowd with his hands above his head and claps him, hmm. you know? Um, I don't think he minds Ollie Banks doing that yeah. at all because he knows what he can do, you know, when, when it comes right. And he knows that it comes right as often as it doesn't, you know? Now, one of the things we've been talking about individuals, they're outstanding individuals, and we could talk about individuals as, as, as long as we are, but I just noticed on after the match at Kidderminster, Paul, that uh, um, 17 games in the National League this season, and on 1866 Sport, my co-commentator always names a man of the match, and in 17 National League games, he's been 13 different man of the match. Really? Doesn't that just say everything? Yeah, doesn't, doesn't it just? Yeah, I mean... the. You know, it's it's a team game, obviously, and there's not one person standing out. Will Griggs got nine goals. All of a sudden, he's got nine goals from somewhere, hasn't he? When he was struggling at the start of the start of the mm-hmm. season, um, Tom Naylor seven goals. I think that's the most he's got in his career. I think he, around he, that point. He, um, in terms of all goals, he'll equal his best ever tally. And he's got 31 games left, minimum of 31 <laughs> games left to do it. Incredible. He's got, he's got a couple of cup games, cup goals for Pompey. So um, he, he's he's got so far seven goals, six mm-hmm. in the league and one in the cup. And his best haul in all competitions is eight. Right. So getting to so good he's areas. his best league tally, mm-hmm. but he got a couple of cup. Cup goals for Pompey in right. one season. So he's on course, isn't he, then, to uh, you know, best his uh, goal-scoring record. But out of those 13 different... Man, n- yeah. None of them have been goalkeepers yet, which you'd normally expect a goalkeeper yeah, to be true, a, yeah. a man of the match by now, wouldn't you? So that's 13 different outfield players. And, and the people that haven't won a man of the match yet include Jamie Grimes... Oh. Uh, and reliable. Then, yes, Ooh. absolutely right. Who's been probably number two <laughs> on, on an awful lot of games. Uh, then the others are ones who played less: James Berry, Ash Palmer, uh, um, and DJ. So they, they they've not had one yet. But um, you know, it, it is that strength in depth that there is a player who can come in and take your place and keep your shirt. Yeah, we uh, going back to the goalkeepers as well. I mean, their goal on Saturday was the first time in over seven hours. They, yeah. they just sort of conceded the goal in all all comps and we never we sort of glossed over that little mm. bit you know mm. so it's because we've been conceding so many goals at the start of the season all of a sudden they've 
tightened things up a little bit, haven't they? Well, so, carrying on scoring. With current scoring, yeah. So it's not gone the other the other way, yes. had it? So disappointed to concede from a set piece as well. Very. So because it was second phase as well, wasn't it? It was a nod yes. back. It was um, it was like the olden days, wasn't it? So, mm. uh, that type of goal, wasn't it? Just hoist into the box, second ball across, not in goal. As simple mm. as that, wasn't it? So you know, you must get a little bit frustrated about that. I'm sure Danny Webb. Was it? But then again, they, all the management were frustrated after the first half performance, weren't they? Mm. So um, very, very much so. But th- they've got some inches in the side, Kidderminster, haven't they? They, they? they they've got plenty of height for set plays, and almost when they're doing their the handshake at the beginning, you think mm, they're going to they're going to be really concentrated on set plays. You just could see that yeah. a where they are in the league, b looking at their players. Yeah, and I, and I think if you look to their record last year in in the National League North. They scored a lot of goals from mm. set pieces. Mm. They weren't mm. prolific, but a lot of the goals they got were from. And set they only pieces. nipped into the uh, playoffs at the very, very, very last minute. They won their last six regulation fixtures. That's right. They found form and yes. then and managed to. Um, and then three, they had three to win three games. Yeah, to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they, you know, all, all credit to. Um, I, th- I, I thought they put in a, a sterling show, but class total in the end again mm. Saturday. Mm. Best player, of course. The yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 we didn't allow him to play yeah. against <laughs> Bailey Hobson, yes, of course. Who, uh, I was getting rave reviews, no. yeah. has been yeah. getting rave reviews. Uh, I'm not not picked up quite so much about Bailey Clements at Eastley, I said, ditto, yeah, yeah, four matches out of six appearances. Good Lord, well, wow, wow. Yeah. four, yeah, wow, mm. in, in being the lead on the 80 sixty-one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he'll be asking, can we transfer them? Are they yeah. transferable? Yeah, and, and you know, talking of, of, of left-backs, Horton was ridiculously unlucky to not play at Kidderminster Daz because the last couple of games he's all of a sudden become a new a new player. Mm-hmm. But then Freckleton comes in as a real shaky start, but then vital to that second goal that Chesterfield got the noses in front Yeah, and you know, Freckleton, you can excuse him a bit of rust because yeah. he's not played for a few weeks, has he? Um, but, but this is the thing again, Horton has two blinding back-to-back performances He's out of the you know, he's out of the sixteen. He's not even he's just sat in the stand. Yeah. And you think, how the hell? But yeah. And you still go away with three one. Yeah, and, and the players but the players will know. Well, yeah. it's my turn for a rest or whatever. Or if, if Cookie says I'm not in today, I'm not in today. And they they don't seem to be ego is flying it's always easier when you're winning games, I know, but you know, they know if they keep patient and keep turning it in in training and so on, they'll get the chance. Right, okay, let's talk about keep on doing it, keeping on training and getting your chance. I'm going to say one thing to you, Paul, Jeff King. Yes, well, can't get in the side, can't get in the team. You know, even Raheem Shackelford's slightly ahead of him in the uh, the pecking order, as they, they say. And the bizarre thing is, right back, we play 17 games in the National League. Jeff King started six, Raheem started four. So our right backs only started 10 out of 17 because of Mandeville. Yeah, <laughs> who can slot in at right back? <laughs> Yeah, if you're keeping Jeff King out of the side, they must be doing really particularly well. So, um, I'm, sadly for Jeff Long, they may not continue really, but uh, absolutely, I think uh, uh, it is. It's, it's quite strange, isn't it, not to have Jeff King in the side, having been a, such a regular player over the last couple of seasons. Um, he's got work to do, hasn't he, to get into the starting eleven? So I know he's under his last year of his contract. So um, wait and see on. What's going to happen there, I think. So, uh, Shackelford's the same. He's in the last... Again, he's had lots of injury issues, hasn't he, Shackelford, to be to be fair. So, um, those two are vying for a place in the cup side, aren't they? 
So, uh, or is it going to be a different cup side that turns out this Sunday rather than the one that turned out against Kettering or the one in the FA Trophy that's going to turn out in December? So, I think you can say that the Kettering, uh, sorry, the FA Trophy team will be vastly different <laughs> to any other side we've yeah. seen all season. I think there's there's a Ford Fiesta just driving through up there. I think I've just saw, seen Paul Cook stopping it and asking the passenger if he wanted to play in the yeah. FA Trophy. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I just. Saw I think that. that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. After that, we briefly talked about the Maidenhead game. We don't really talk about that much because that's the blot in the uh, well, in I the don't. ten with the well. uh, uh, with with the draw. Yeah. But then, but then the two two nil wins against the belligerent bees, Bromley and Borehamwood. Hmm. To me, Stu, that was the start of the the turning point where you think, yeah, we're a, a good side with some ricks and some frailties into being. We are the side. Yes, yeah, certainly uh, the Bromley game, especially because they were on good form yeah, when they came they up here, weren't they? You know, people were saying they'll give us a test and all of that. As indeed people say about the teams we've got to face that mm. they're on good form, or perhaps they're only on good form because they haven't played us yet. Mm. You know, um, yeah, the Bromley game two 0 was it? Um, yeah, uh, as, as I remember it, a reasonably straightforward go out, play them off, and win it kind of performance again it you was know? far 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 too straightforward mm. for what you would have expected yeah yeah with the form and mm-hmm. the past yeah unbelievable I, I that was the day i thought this is it yeah you know, yeah we, we are it mm. yeah yeah and, are and, the team. and you're still not kind of arrogantly expecting it every no. week but you are now more confident that we can go out and do it mm. yeah yeah, and, and Boreham would, I suppose, have been a bit of a shadow of, of their recent teams, haven't they, in terms of their performances this season? But still, you have to, you know, you have to go there and you have to play them and you have to beat them um, at their own place. Well, you've got to beat Nathan which, Ashmore. Yeah. Boreham would. You've got to beat yeah. Michael Cheek for Bromley, Ball. Yeah. <laughs> and you've done it, yeah. So it's uh, not easy, is it, as well? But yeah, that, going to that Boreham would. Bromley looked. Okay in patches, but it was the they didn't put in a performance that night. You know they 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 just didn't. But they are a better side than that. We, we, I think you know that. You know they they they, they showed that, they, and they've I been showing that with their I recent run. Them. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. So, but the result against Borenwood, to me, was Chesterfield taking advantage of a side that was old that had been sort of cobbled together. They got rid of a few players at the back end of last season, but majority of the squad had been there and done that. But I think it was the end of its line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because they never troubled Chesterfield at all. N- not, not, not at all. In, not in the slightest. No, and it was the poorest Borenwood performance that I've seen against Chesterfield since ever they'd ever played them. It was, it was such a... I mean, good. Good from a Chesterfield point of view. But a disappointing one from them. They look, yeah. they look weak. They look poor. In fact, it could have been more than two 0 if it wasn't yeah. for Ashmore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. you know, I mean. Oh, but by the way, Bromley, the defeat at Chesterfield, only defeating sixteen now. So you know, it shows, doesn't it, that they just yeah. had a bad night. Uh, they are a good team, and Chesterfield. I mean, I think Andy Woodman referenced that. You know, uh, we'll play them later on in the season. So. Uh, yeah. And that's when it, the cookie will crumble. So, but mm. by that point, Chesterfield again, might be out of sight. Well, by yeah. that point, the way yeah. it's going, so yeah. uh, it doesn't really matter what uh, what happens. And I quite like Andy Woodman, actual actual mm. fact. So, yeah. uh, I think yeah. he's got he's got he started playing really really well. 
But so, uh, but definitely with Boreham Wood, they've signed a few players who you know, could play football like Tom Whelan. But it doesn't suit it doesn't suit them, does it? They they no. they no. they're trying to play a little bit better football. Mm. Well, they, they brought Balanta in, who's yes. a good footballer, yeah. but he's thirty six yeah. yeah. or something yeah. like that, yeah. and he's a, he is a good footballer at that level, and he is a number ten. But that's where Tom Whelan can play, you know. Mm. So there's kind of mix and matching between him. There's absolutely no way Tom Whelan would get in that starting eleven for Chesterfield. I don't think no. he wouldn't get no on the way. bench. No. He, he might not get in the FA Trophy team. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, Bit of a breather then for the cup, Kettering. Yes. Yeah. Not a bad afternoon. No, it was it, nice day out for Kettering and Kettering. 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 We, we yeah. were very professional, weren't we? Again, you know, mm. ran them into the ground in the last half hour. They were on fumes basically, <laughs> and then scored four, and that was it. And, uh, and I, I think I put out at the time. I'm, I'm sure I've got got this right. I think. Three out of the five biggest FA Cup wins in the last hundred years have been under Paul Cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. Braintree, Hartlepool, yeah. and, and that. Yeah, you know, the, it's not coincidence, is it, Stu? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, 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 well, they're just doing the cup, what they do in the league, don't they? And just, just, just play teams out and then go and beat them. It, uh, you know, people say we're a second, we're a second half team, or we only play for half people say we've got to play for both halves well we do play for both halves we yeah. play for the first half in order to kind of win the opportunity to go out and win in the second half yeah, don't we the if they think yeah. they've yeah, played half, 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 half time yeah. 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 absolutely yeah. absolutely Kettering was good you know more debuts wasn't it um, Brian Boots debut yeah it did pretty well I thought you know and has done ever since you don't notice that the goalkeeper has changed mm. which I think is probably the best compliment you can pay to both of them mm. you know um, okay for, for let's forget Portsmouth because that's a cup game mm. for Barnet game where it's the most important of the next two games the most important I know Paul Cook says there's only three points available in every match yeah. but which keeper would you start for that I'm going to ask you the man with the shirt isn't he you know I suppose which keeper would I start? Well, I'd probably keep Boot for Pompey and Barnet. But if 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 um, Tyra starts Pompey, he'll start Barnet, I think. Oh, right, Paul. Yeah. Well, I would uh, turn me mic on. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, I would start with uh, Tyra. So I think he's done enough, you know. So uh, with his back spasm, he should be back in now. And I don't know how much uh, Everton will be monitoring his progress and whatnot. So, but he should be. Should be back in. Um, Tyra for Portsmouth. Now, Barnet, uh, I don't know. Depends how he does. So, Tyra for Portsmouth for me. Yeah, but the question I was asked was <laughs> no, no. Barnet, so <laughs> I'm going to pass on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tyra ty- ty- for both then. Tyra's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. There's two Tyras there. Now, that three. Mm, well, all right, there you go. Yeah, definitely. Head and shoulders, better goalkeeper. Mm. Better with his feet, better with his hands. More agile. He gave me the willies. He was a bit Kovalanesque again on Saturday. Was boot. Well, there was one. There was one. Wasn't yeah, there? yeah. There and was, um, yeah. yeah, there's no comparison to me. But his catching's been terrific. Mm. But, but he's not been. He, the thing is, he hasn't been tested. He's not any no. shots to save, has he? Who's three he play, games. Who's he played against? Exactly. Mm. You know, so, 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 you're, you're, yeah, so, all three of you are the basis of we've seen Tara's made some terrific saves. Say, yeah. We've not actually seen Boot do anything. No. No, in fairness to Ryan, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper. You don't play in the National League at the level he has for as long as he has if you're a bad goalkeeper. But if you're asking me who's the better goalkeeper, short and long term, it's Harry Tyra. Yeah, yeah, okay, interesting. Anyway, we'll take a 
very short break now and we'll be back to look forwards a little bit Phil Tooley, Daryl Carpenter, Paul Fisher and Stuart Basson, of course, for our second little bit of the Sky is Blue podcast. We've been looking back. We're going to look a little bit forward now. Portsmouth, twice FA Cup winners, Stuart Basson. Mm-hmm. Five times finalist. Mm-hmm. Not very long ago, I can't quite remember exactly when, in the Premier League. You 20,000 crowds for their uh, their home games. For the first round, that's as real a deal as you can get, isn't it? it the, the, the realness of the deal is first in non-league structure versus first in in football league structure, playing each other, isn't it? You know, top of league one against top of the national league. With one defeat between them, if you include, yeah. if you assume that Portsmouth's defeat in the League Cup was after a draw on penalties. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it um, it is the, the the one game that that you wanted. Really, mm. I think I think every town fan, well, I mean, some town fans will want run to the final, won't they? But but yeah. every kind of realistic to be fair, fan, I want to like, paper mills. But, well, you know. yeah, yeah. But 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 you you want your team to qualify for this stage of the competition, yeah. and then I, I think if you've got aspirations towards having to win one promotion place, you know, the, you're you're, you're going to say. Let's qualify for this stage of the competition. Let's have the best side we can play. Make a few bob, and if we go out, we go out. Mm. You know, and then we can look at the league. You know, and, and, and that's course, the opportunity we've got before us. Not an opportunity town, to go yeah, out, but you know. if town do go out, mm. telefund, decent crowd for this match, decent crowd for the Kettering match, prize money for beating Kettering. It's thick end of under grand for yeah. for a couple of games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So 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 you you have to make the effort, you know, um, to 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 get that far you know perhaps we get the third round again I don't know mm. make a few more make, make some more money but um, it, it it just it's just the right game at the right time as well I think for us I, you know? I, I, th- I think it's a perfect game on so many yeah. levels yeah you know from a from a, a crowd point of view it was always going to be a telly match. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you look at some of the ones last season, you think, yeah. oh, that should have been on telly, it should have been on telly. But you, you look at others and you think, no, 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 these other ones that it, have got a, 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 a better call. But there was none that had a better call on this one, were there? The only yeah. thing that disappoints me slightly is the kick-off time. You, yeah. If you get the first train out of Portsmouth Arbour on a Sunday morning, the train that you catch at St Pancras will get you into Chesterfield two minutes after the kick-off. Right. So yeah, you know, so no one can get up on the train. I've got a friend uh, that I've known from supporting Portsmouth. He has for forty odd years, and we were at college together. And he's having to come up the night before, you know. So we'd have to go out for a curry or something. Unfortunately, well, but, there might be a few pumpy fans out yeah. on Saturday night down the town. <laughs> there might be, yeah. yeah so uh, there you go. But but yeah, they're, they're having a phenomenal season, Paul, aren't they? But yeah, we were saying before we went went on air. You, know, you look down their squad list, and John Massino, who is only 37 years old, he, he he's, uh, was player coach at Oxford, went to Pompey just after their third round defeat at Spurs to Harry Kane last season. 42 matches he's been in charge, four defeats. This this guy's clearly got something about him because you look down their squad list, and they're all players that we know because they've been playing Chesterfield. 
uh, over the years. There's no superstars in there. He's, he's just got something, hasn't he? Yeah, Matt Massini was a, a Graham Wesley advocate, wasn't he? He was a, a man who played yeah, underneath one of the, in at the, in the bodybuilding the, 11 at Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. But he'd been at Brentford. He had a good career at Brentford before he, did, he went to yes, Stevenage. that's true. Like, so, and then, then he got bigger, didn't he, at, yeah. uh, at Stevenage. Um, yeah, of course, they had a success over Newcastle, didn't they, in the Cup uh, some years mm-hmm. ago? Well, they certainly yeah, took yeah, him to a replay, didn't they, yeah? Uh, uh, in many, many years ago, I think it was, but yeah, it's a sort of worst best draw that you could get. You know, you get you get the the seeded number one side in the cup. You can't get any higher than than Portsmouth being top of League One, and you know, and Chesterfield being top of League Two, uh, top of League One. Well, one day, um, top of the National League. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really it's really got you enticed and see how yeah, can Chesterfield really get. You know, take the best side in League One. Can he take them as far as they can? You know, they've shown last season that they can beat League Two sides. That's not a problem. But it's the next step up from that. Have they got the the quality in that side to test themselves against the best in League One? Well, they test themselves against West Brom. Well, they did. Absolutely. And they were, uh, you know, what, seconds Seconds away away from, uh, from, from doing it. So, home tie, of course. So, didn't turn up for the second game. Which was a largely big disappointment, wasn't it? So but you to, get that when that. there's such a gap between Absolutely. teams, don't you? you, yeah, you, you get, never get second chances. That's, that's why two two legs in the League Cup back in the day. You doesn't matter what you do at Liverpool, you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, Massinho obviously he's raw in his sort of managerial skills. Doesn't know about defeats, does he? No. Doesn't know about losses. So uh, let's hope he gets one on Saturday, on Sunday. But but you, but so you look at their their squad and. I know we're out of touch with League One. We've not played there for a, for a while, so you do get out of touch. But looking at looking at their players, you know, and be honest, looking at their players who um, have played more than ten games, started more than ten games this season. Did we know Colby Bishop, their leading scorer? No. Did we know Abu Kamara, another striker? No. Do we know Joe Morell in midfield? No. Will Norris, the goalkeeper? Not really. Marlon Pack? Yeah, I know him. Yeah, I remember him from Cheltenham. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, Regan Poole, Joe Rafferty. Yeah, I remember him from Rochdale. Um, and then you look down, Connor Shaughnessy. Oh, yeah, that's a name that rings a bell. But there's no there's no household names in there, uh, Daz, are there? And, and there shouldn't be any players in there that you think, well are better than Tom Naylor or Mike Jones or Liam Mandeville or Armando Dobra, etc., etc. You know, it, it, it should be a close contest looking at the players. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think I think it kind of depends which 11s each manager picks, mm. if I'm mm. being honest. I think we probably would like the 40 grand prize money a bit more than Pompey. I suspect we will go very strong, very strong. Whether they'll be quite as keen to go that... Well, yeah. they've got the bit. We've got a big holy grail to get back into the EFL, yeah. but their their holy grail is to get back to where they belong in the equivalent that we we belong. They belong in the championship. Exactly. Whereas ours is probably worth a million quid extra to us. Theirs is probably worth five million quid extra. at least. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, you know, putting money aside, um, they are at least, aren't they? At least a championship club. Mm. Just in the in the same way we like to think we're a league one. 
club. Well, I remember my first ever long distance away match was at Portsmouth in 1976 when they'd come down. Ian St John was the manager. They got Chris Lawler, ex Liverpool, yeah, yeah. and it was like, wow, we're playing Portsmouth. Yeah, oh yeah, massive. Yeah, wow, great one, one nil, Robbie Fern. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Dickinson and all that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. yeah, history um, and a traditional proper football club. Um, and it'll be nice. I hope they do bring a few, accepting what Stu says about the Sunday lunchtime kickoff mm. and stuff. Um, yeah, we, and we can't monitor how many they're selling because they physically printed all that ticket. They are selling physical tickets. Right. It's not. It's not an, an ease yeah. ticket job. It's no. a fi- they've physically printed them off. Um, I mean, we've got we've got a situation though where. We're getting an extra fifty grand each team for being on the telly. Mm. Yeah. So if you, you know, provided you don't lose more than fifty grand in ticket sales, <laughs> you, you're actually better off, yeah. aren't you? Whenever they yeah. put it on. And from a from a national perspective, again, you know, to show the top of the national league, hopefully holding their own or at least yeah. being competitive against, yeah. you know, the team considered to be favourites yeah. to go up at, at League One on on the run they're on. You know, it's it's good endorsement for the club in lots of ways. It's good advertising. So yeah. let's just hope it's a cracking game. Uh, whatever the result is, it, you know, it's competitive, uh, and we can all leave with fit players and ready to face Barnet the following week, yeah. whether and we're and in the hat or not. And of course, people will be some people will be saying about fixture pileups and everything. Well, of course, you know, if we do get through to the second. Round, I think this is it still a blank Saturday or, 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 or yeah, I think we've still got a blank Saturday, haven't we? Yeah, no, it's home against Altrincham. Oh, it's home yeah. against Altrincham, is yeah. it? Thank yeah. you, Paul. So, but, but in the previous match against Kettering Town, and it'll be the same, you know, the, the FA Cup since Manchester United decided they didn't want to play in it all those years ago has mm-hmm. gone down the nick. But the crowds that week, the Kettering crowd was stupid, wasn't mm. it? Stupid for a good stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I didn't check the, the the others to be honest, but I would hazard a guess that was the biggest on the day by a considerable well, margin. I'm sure it I, was. I, I would yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah. So uh, it was about sorry, yeah. fourth or fifth biggest home FA Cup crowd as well. Yeah, yeah, fifth biggest. Though. Ever since we've been here. Since, mm. oh, since yeah. we've been. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we've been here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not ever. No. No. no I think the comparison but, somebody said about. When we played Wrexham here in the first... Oh, it was 3,000 mm. or yeah. something. Well, two, two, two or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, so, it was awful, yeah. yeah. Would it have been, because it was the fourth qualifying round, mm. would that have been then the biggest qualifying attendance? Oh, it would have been our biggest qualifying attendance here. It isn't the biggest qualifying mm. attendance ever. Would because be? I look back years ago and uh, mm. we, we, we beat that when you play people like... Burton Swifts or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works yeah, have got more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, yeah. in 20 No, it, it's not our biggest ever oh, qualifying qualification. Crowd. Right, okay. No, no, okay. It was. It's just that we've not been in a qualifying apart from the last five years yeah, yeah. for a long while. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's the biggest in modern times, but modern times is only five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 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 in essence, and back in the day, back in twenties, um, of course, the rounds were different. Yes. The the, the first round was in, in in essence what's now the third. Yeah. So you know, mm. round one and two were qualifying rounds, and oh, yeah. anyway, it's different. But but no, but yeah, you know, I, I think that our first eleven, and nobody knows what that is because we've all got our own individual <laughs> yeah. views. But I think our first eleven will be closest. To our fir- closer to our first eleven on Saturday than Portsmouth will be. Yeah, mm. that, yeah that's think, my prediction. The, when we have the fundraising and introduction for the training ground uh, thing across the road a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to uh, 
Paul Cook, and he said to me, you know, we're not we're not bothered about the FA Trophy, so expect whatever side you like. Yeah, you know? he said, but we'll go strong in the FA Cup. He said, mm. um, I want us to win and get through and make some money because mm. he mm. said if we do that, it helps everybody. Of course, it does. Mm. Absolutely, and, and, you know. And, and so again, looking back to is it the perfect draw, or the worst draw you could possibly have had? Yes, it's the perfect draw. Now it's on telly because yeah, yeah, we absolutely. get the gate money, we get yeah. the telly money, yeah. irrespective of the result. Yes. And if we do go through, it's a bonus. Yes, mm. no, that's right. And you'd all, you'd almost want to go through on Saturday, then have a easy, if there is such a thing, draw for the next round to go into the half of the third, mm. because. Yeah, but then what you don't want is to draw Plymouth away or somebody no, like that, no. you know. But uh, um, yeah, there's always a shout for the third, yeah. the third, and yeah, first first round win prize money is forty thousand. It's going to be sixty thousand for the second round. Yeah. So you've got another hundred thousand on top of the hundred thousand that's already yeah. in in the pot. So you've then made a massive difference, made a a big, big, big cut into last year's million pound yeah. loss. Yeah sort of thing so yeah it, it is absolutely well, right you so know, we hold up like we do every year if we can get to the third round and get a, a good home draw and it's live on telly then he's talking big money you're not yes. talking 50 60 no. grand you're or, probably or, talking or you're away at chelsea yeah. equivalent or something those, like you know that. liverpool yeah. or yeah. newcastle or a tottenham or yes. whatever you know we, it will make a huge difference because the the, the the players who played at chelsea still talk fondly about that. They don't say, oh, it's a far-one defeat. No. They talk about playing a great team at Chelsea yeah. Yeah. in front of 6,000 away yeah, fans. Yeah, the European champions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. right. You know, and scoring a goal against yeah. the European champions. That's what they talk about. They don't, yeah. The fact that it's 5-1 defeat is irrelevant. Playing against Lukaku and players yeah. of that yeah. ilk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were top international. Now, now. Now, now. None of our Belgian spy are listening to that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course... Yeah, if that's not a big enough game against Portsmouth Paul, the next league game, National League game, uh, Barnet. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a, a toughie. Dean Brennan's built up a, a really, really good uh, side there, hasn't he? And what's even though I know he hasn't played against us too many times, but all of a sudden you find Nicky Cabamba is being uh, your nemesis, isn't it? So uh, in bagging a hat trick, and he's fit week. again. If people have seen that he got uh, that injury, groin injury, two matches ago, he, he played on Saturday. So yeah. uh, you know he's he's back in the in the fray. Of course, they've signed Gary Hooper as well. Who's not so started yet? Who's not he? started yet? Yeah, he's building up his his fitness. I mean, that's that's so. Uh, scored, scored, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, I mean, that is a real signing. That is, he's at thirty six years old. I'm I'm pretty certain he'll still do a job at national league level. He just knows whether the back of the net is doesn't it so but been a while out of the uh, out of the, the the country of course playing in India and Australia mm. and New Zealand yeah the only whatnot. issue with him will be whether he's got that fitness level against the way that Chester will play at this stage he'll yeah. get there yeah whether he's there now none of us know do we exactly yeah we'll find out in uh, in due course wonder whether it's going to be 20 minutes or or 45 for, for, for him but yeah, they just built up a side team. Brennan, of course, former Wilson manager, took that job at Barney, the local rivals, and mm. now he's taking them. And it's ironic that the two sides that got relegated uh, back in 2018 are the two sides battling mm. it out yes. to try and get back yes. in the Football yes. League, isn't it? So. And their two defeats uh, this season have been away at Daggers uh, at the end of August and away at Rochdale 4-2. Um, back in the middle of September time so they've not lost since the middle of September um, Oxford City won 2-1 away last week they drew with that 
second v third as it was at the time with Solihull the week before that scored late to equalise there didn't they then that come from behind win late win against Maidenhead the week before 3-2 they won 3-2 at Dorking 2-1 against Fylde 2-1 against Kidderminster 4-2 at York 0-0 with Halifax 2-1 against Aldershot so they're not putting teams to the sword Paul no no it's not it's just a different kind of mm. of second place in the, to Chesterfields they've had to scrap and battle and work their way you know they, they, they're not beating York's 4 are they so they're not feeling a little bit more comfortable when they've got the third goal against Kidderminster for yeah. example you know so yeah, their last three goal winning margin was 9th of September against Altrigham who of course have been on a terrific run since then they have yeah indeed so any side can beat any side in this day but the best sides always put their rivals to the sword don't they so mm-hmm. and I know you looked at sort of Notts County beating Wrexham earlier on in the campaign last season but Wrexham somehow found a way to beat Notts County, and will be with a penalty mm, save, granted, mm. back end. But the the best team in the end wins, yes. don't they? Sword. So yes. if Chesterfield lose to Barnet, it's not a reflection on how the season will be. And I hope people mm. just all of a sudden don't start jumping off cliffs, you know. So uh, mm. if they lose to Barnet, for example, but it'll be a two clash of styles, I think. And I'm really looking forward to it. But I'm not there. I'm at Vicarage Road. So, oh, uh, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but yes, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, you might have two before then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you take a draw right now against Barnet's due? On condition that I can have a draw at their place, yes. Oh, OK. That's, you know, well, that's it a just nice keeps little them, addendum. That, keeps them at arm's length then, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 and you, you know, you look at their side. They've got they've got uh, uh, Kabama, who we've mentioned, but of course Chesterfield's very own Zach Brunt has really added to their midfield uh, uh, this season. Paul hasn't he? He's a class act. He is, and we've seen that before. And he's been building up his sort of uh, career, hasn't he? At mm. Boreham Wood, he, you know, they were they were really sad that he left him and. Um, is it George Broadbent who went to Doncaster for some yeah. little bit of money from South Sheffield United? As well, didn't he? Well, so he was there for yeah, a little while, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he got the oh, erroneous setting off, King, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with Calvin Miller, didn't he? So, yeah, Calvin Miller. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good player. You know, he's a good player, and uh, they've ju- they're, yeah, they've just signed uh, Cropper. Jordan Cropper again. Yeah, Chesterfield. Yeah. A long throw shows uh, what their sort of targets will be, but. Yeah. But I can't see him starting. They played Curzon Ashton in the cup, so he'll probably play in that. But but you know he hasn't he hasn't played at all yet. Cropper for them, so I can't see them unless it's an injury issue mm. bringing him straight in for his first league game. But yeah, you look you look down there. Uh, uh, they've got Sam Barrett, who's never quite replicated what he did at Maidenhead, Maidenhead yeah. a few years ago. But he's off the bet. He comes off the bench for them, and he's always going to be uh, difficult. Danny Collins has been around a long time, hasn't he? The defender knows what it's all about. Reese Hall Johnson, I always quite like uh, the, the the look at him when we've been. Uh, uh, play the Midris Khan who's having a, a good season yeah. uh, alongside Kabamba as well and Harry Pritchard midfielder I, I think is a terrific player as well but uh, they've got a lad called Callum Stead who seems to have come from nowhere he's had four starts scored five goals he's, he's come off the bench a few times but he was uh, signed in the summer from Kettering yeah. and um, yeah, he, he looks as though he's, he's their wild card so, yeah, so they've got a bit of uh, something about them. Is he's uh, James Berry then? Is that, yes. that particular? Yes, uh, I think that's a very key. good um, so, uh, link. So yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game, but brilliant. You get the first opportunity, get a packed house here. Mm. Let's see how Chesterfield. Because the last two sides, two times they've come 
uh, to this ground. They've certainly put on a show as well, haven't they? Because it was was it four two, and yeah. the other the other was a quite a close game the other year. So always been a tough battle, apart from the six. Yeah, six yeah, one or when, six uh, miller or something like Quasi got a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Quasi got uh, quite a few, didn't he? That that yeah. that night. So in front of nobody. Oh, was it Quasi got that trick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Covid. Yeah, yeah it was an empty ground. Yeah. So, uh, right. Scott Loaching goal. Scott Loaching goal for, for Barnet, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. That time. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you mentioned about back houses there, Paul. Does the I know we we talked about this last time, but the crowd crowds this season just beggar belief, don't they? It's insane. Mm. Um, I keep. I, I mean, one of, I think you're in for one of these Facebook groups where they all they put up old pictures of games and reports. John mm. Taylor does a few and whatever. He'll he'll post something on about a game thirty years ago, and you look back, and you think there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'll read through the piece, and it'll say crowd was two thousand two hundred seventy-one. You think mm. what? And we're getting yeah. eight thousands plus here now. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. mad. And we're two mm. divisions below. Yeah, yeah. Got, you know. Well, mm. yeah. Uh, on the occasion I talked to Paul Cook, and he mentions the crowd. Uh, we, we still all think, yeah, we're getting more than we got in the playoff game against Preston. Yes. Mm. You yeah. know, uh, to go into the championship, yeah. and, and just that one one little thing. I mean, the uh, uh, the the crowd for that Preston game was eight thousand four hundred, and of course there were like thick end of two thousand from yeah from Preston. So we got. Just over six thousand. Our average home fans in the eight games so far, far this season, eight league games, home fans is six thousand nine hundred and fifteen. Mm. Just home fans, all fans, it's seven thousand three hundred eighty. But you know, crikey, mm. crikey, it is. And, and I think the move to have town fans on four sides of the ground mm. has been a really positive yeah, thing. Which of course, won't be the case against. No, 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 no. But yeah. as a general rule, I think it's it's worked well. Uh, Mm. And uh, the thing that amazes me is the midweek games against whoever, historically, the gates drop off quite a lot. Mm. Um, you know, the, this Champions League on the telly and this and that, and they can, you know, kids are at school and blah, blah, blah. And we're still getting six and six and a half and nearly mm. 7,000 against teams who are bringing one yeah. man and a dog. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite amazing. I think we've recorded our two highest Tuesday night attendances yeah. at this stadium yeah. this season. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see um, how Barnet respond when this place is, as I suspect it will be, pretty much packed to the rafters mm. for that game. But, yeah. but by, by the way, if we had nobody else through the turnstiles for the rest of this season, mm. our average crowd would end up at over 2,500 <laughs> if <laughs> nobody else came through, which is, <laughs> which is more than most will get for yeah. the season, most yeah. of our opposition will, yeah. will, will, will get. Mm. I it? do think it's, it's obviously, it's the, it's the legacy of the trust taking over, yes. the bounce back after COVID, the cook effect, it's the quality of football we're playing, and it's just a nice place to visit. Yeah, you know, great to see. You know, we talk about this a lot on 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 here, but great to see so many kids mm. and, and women at the game. It's just I, tremendous. I, I know this is persona non grata as well, but you got to look back to James Rowe bringing their side that was looking. Yeah, un, you know that they, they played some good football. You know, yeah. let, let's not let's not mm. beat around the bush there. His, his team did play some well, some good football. football. Winning mm. football, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a style that he wanted, which was different to this one. Mm. You know, mm. but it brought results, and that gets people coming back. Mm. And there was all the feel good factor then, and topped up by Paul Cook coming back even more. Mm. Yeah. and brilliant. And the club is moving in the. 
the right direction which will link us quite nicely to the training ground won't it yeah. so, yeah. yes it would I, I would never use a phrase beaten about the bush talking about James Rowe to no. be fair but no. uh, no. uh, um, <laughs> yeah the training ground where there are quite a few bushes around yeah. uh, there but you know it's made a massive. It's made a massive difference to what Paul oh, Cook and Co were able to, yeah. to, 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 to do. Shall, shall we go back to Barnet? I was just going to say uh, we're talking about haircuts instead of bushes. Um, the uh, I, I think the, it will be a really good test for them. Hmm. I I've watched one or two of their games and the coughing over the line. Uh, mm. They're really struggling when teams play the low block and stuff against them. Um, they found a way in most games. The the game away at Dorking, they were two 0 down in twenty mm. minutes mm. and getting a football lesson. Absolutely, mm. and Dorking missed a sitter early on in the second half, and that seemed to lift Bonner as well as to say we've got half a chance of getting back in the game, and they they did. But then they were hanging on for grim death again once they'd gone three two up. So. I think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors with them. Mm. I don't think uh, I don't think they'll have come up against anybody quite like us. No. Um, I don't think there is anybody quite like us. No, no. no. And I, I look at it this way: if we're two ahead, beaten with five ahead, win the game in hand, we're eight ahead. You get eight ahead, and then the pressure's really on them mm. to win week in, week out. So I think it's it's critical. I think we'll put them to the sword. I really do. I think we might send them away with fairly comprehensive good hiding, and uh, and I think that'll put a marker down for the rest of the season. Yes. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you said there uh, uh, at all, Daz. But then, you know, is it, 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 does it get tougher? South end away. Come on, are they the best team in the division or not? Under the circumstances, if if there was a, uh, got to be the manager, you know, of the really. got to be the performance of the season. He plucks an eighteen-year-old from flipping Charlton, mm. Charlton's U team, and he scores four in his debut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. it's incredible. Is mm. is there anybody doing better yeah. than Southampton pound yeah. for pound this season, Stu? I don't I mean, think I, I, After all their fans have been through, it, it, it's like they're getting their luck. Kind of on the pitch, isn't it? I, you know? I'm going to say one thing that they're all going to make the, the playoffs. All the bad karma, yeah. but they they're get on the Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can see that. If, you and, know. and I, I think the two teams will go up this season: with Chesterfield and Southend. Yeah, the but, only yeah. thing, sorry, that might stop that. I, I don't know. I've just got a feeling if they suddenly get the takeover and the stability sorted out, and all the embargoes are lifted, and they find a few bob down the sofa, and they go out and start recruiting players, what's that going to do to the team spirit that that man's built yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got to be so careful. And well, they've got to be so careful that he's not actually first and foremost that their bloke is not a Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, 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 we don't, yeah, we don't yeah. know anything about him. No. So let's, no. you know. No. I mean, all you can say is that he ain't the bloke they've got at the moment. Exactly. That, that yeah. Works out yeah. very well for yeah. Stamford. Exactly. He's the only Australian I know yeah. who's never been in neighbours. <laughs> 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 there is that. <laughs> I, I agree, though, that uh, that Kevin May is somewhat of a legend down there, and mm. he's just emphasised his status yeah. even more, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. he's. Mm. Absolutely remarkable. Really They'll do far better than yeah. even Oldham will. It would just, yeah. to me, look like they're just yeah, they're, they're going being, from. They'd be in fifth place without the ten point deduction. There we go. Yeah. And they've, they've not had any players. No, they've done it. They've not even yeah. done anything, have they? So, so you know Gillingham, I, mean? I don't know if they appointed Gillingham at anybody. If they come knocking on Southend's door and say, 
Well, that's a rumour. Yeah. Uh, Mayor is the one that's been yeah. top of the list. Yeah, it should be top of nearly everybody's list yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody with own money, no, no. it should be top yeah. of their list. Yeah. Yeah. No no question about that. What a fantastic uh, job that he's done. Their home record, and say we're there away on the 18th of November, their home record is played 9-1-7. Yeah. Yeah, mm. lost. They've lost two, but they've they've won seven, mm. and uh, yeah, it, it's a e equal sort of two four three away record. But their home goals scored twenty three, conceded six. You know, South End away is the hardest fixture on yeah. on the on the calendar at the moment. Mm. I think so. You, uh -huh. know, you, you, you it, it, it could be the one that's one too far for Chesterfield, especially if you beat Barnet. You can take a sharp intake of breath. And then you go to South End, and all of a sudden, perhaps underestimate them a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I'm in awe with what Mayer's done mm -hmm. uh, uh, there with with the resources he's had to, to have. And of course, as we always used to say in the old days, you know, keep a, a, a settled side together, and, and they become a team. Mm. Well, he's had to do that. Yes. yes. He's had no choice. Yeah. Because he's not had enough players. Use point's a good one though. If everything goes through and suddenly the shackles are off, yeah. how will it affect the mentality? Because yeah. it's this siege mentality. Yeah, it's been a fantastic siege. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, will it affect them to the point where um, you know they, they lose focus or noses get put out of joint, etc. It's going to be an interesting dynamic, isn't it, over the next few yeah, weeks? With that, yeah, the chief executive of the football club tried to get in the room, and the, <laughs> was it locked? Yeah. Could he not get in? He's sitting outside in the stand. Oh dear me! <laughs> well, there's no key on the inside, and I can't see a way of opening it. So. No. Yeah, unless he's just pulled and pushed instead of pushed and pulled. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you look at uh, at South End, and it's all about the sum. Harry Card was having a great season. The, the guy who used to be at Chorley and was allegedly linked with Chesterfield a couple of uh, yeah. yeah a couple of years ago. But then you've got players. You know, he's an ever present. Started all 18 games. Jack Bridge has uh, started all 18. Nor Hassin started all 18. Ollie Kensdale started all 18. Then you've got Gus Scott Morris and Harry Taylor who started 16. And Kevin mm. Miley used to be at Eastleigh, you know, the Channel Islander, he, he started 15, so it's very, very settled. But as you say, he, he, he hasn't, you can't judge him as a manager on his team selections, can you? Because, no. you know, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs have picked that team, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, really, you know. It, he, he's picked the same 14 or 15 players because that's all he's got. Yes. So Jeremy is the pseudo manager himself. <laughs> Perhaps Jeremy should be going after him, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely right. And then, you know, the, the, the last two games of this month, Woking away and Eastleigh at home, uh, Woking Paul underachievers this season that they were they were one of my certs for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I don't quite know what's going off uh, there with Darren Saul. They've uh, they struggled a lot, haven't they? That 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 player that was he seems to be injured against Chesterfield. Is it Greg Cox, the mm. striker? Can't seem to keep him him fit. I mean, Manny Oyelaki's went there. He's played in. I think about two, 20 minutes or something yeah. like that, and they've never seen them again, haven't they? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. um, but they, they actually got at to ask special permission from the board to sign him. Mm. So, Darren Saul pleaded with the board to get him. Yeah, I don't know what. So, um, what happened there? So, that's not panned out very well, is it? But who who knew Manny Oyeleki would be injured? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. bless him. Off, but yeah. 
I mean, he is a good player, but he's no good to anybody if he's sat in the uh, in sat in the stand week in week out, is he? So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling, aren't they? They're, they've not got a consistent run of form no. together. Mm-hmm. Going and you know they lost James Daly, didn't they? In the in the summer, big blow for them. He was a good player up here wasn't he and they mm. just not really seem to get it together Lofthouse is another player that left to go to Barnsley he's been loaned out since from Barnsley as well mm. to, so Barnsley just hoovering up all the, the top talent even though Lofthouse didn't have a particularly like great Andrew season Dallas. Well, Andrew Dallas Dallas, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. so you know and you know they're farming him out elsewhere which is something to to, to look for isn't it but yeah I'm I surprised another two minutes for Kilmarnock last week he might register 90 by the time uh, I think he's I think. added up to about it's 90. about 90, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it, seats he's setting. Yeah. yeah, but you, you can never write off a Darren Tall team, though. You know, they no, you can't. They are a working like, and it wouldn't surprise me with all the sort of struggles that they had. They perhaps beat us down there uh, on the, on the Tuesday night. So we, you never know. Do but you, so. it's at home. Their, their home form is two two five. Mm. Mm. I, I get the impression watching them a time or two, and again, they've been on TV quite a lot. Uh, obviously, as one of the predicted leading lights after last season is that they're not playing anywhere near the intensity they played with last season Mm -hmm. nowhere near I mean the first half they produced here last season was the best half I've seen any team produce against us we didn't have time Mm. to breathe no absolutely the pressure's all over the pitch and I'm wondering whether that high progressive high pressing style you can only do for so long Mm. yeah Uh, and other than that football wise I think they are fairly limited, yeah. um, and of course they, they they turned full pro a couple of years ago, so they're yeah. starting to be the the norm yes. now. And and sometimes with part time players, uh, you, know, you you do get a different dynamic, don't you? Yeah. So I think I think he must actually be under a bit of pressure. So yes. mm-hmm. because yeah. they uh, well, if he's not, he's a yeah. yeah. He was brought in, wasn't he, from Yeovil? He was he was. They were <coughs> planning place. It looked as though they'd given him the wherewithal last year to attack it, and they made a really good job of it. But then they've gone again in the summer with him, mm-hmm. and it's it's blowing up fairly spectacularly at the minute. So. And easily at home, and they're they're they're, they're locked together on. Uh, well, they've got one more point than. Woking, they're easily in the eleventh place. Woking in in twelve, but they started off badly and have started with a change of manager to to get together with. But McKellum started scoring, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But their form's a bit all over the place, it is. isn't it? Uh, and I mean, they've got Scott Quigley, who, who's obviously a good striker at this level, but he's no spring chicken now. And got two at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not even the best Quigley. No. Well, yeah. some <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> say. Yeah. <laughs> they win or lose. Last eight, one four, lost four. Yeah, yeah. So mm. you, you're not going to make a lot of progress doing that, are you, up the table? So, um, but occasionally they score a few, and occasionally they concede a few. They lost six 0 at home to Gateshead, yeah, and they beat absolute five two at home. Yeah. So you know they're they're, yeah. they're funny. You're funny not team. not sure what's going to turn up. I mean, they let Charlie Carter go somewhere recently. Didn't yeah, they? Mm. Dorking, uh, Dorking, oh, yeah. Dorking, that's right. Yeah, he got injured after his first training oh, session. Oh, did he? Broke his yeah. hand, I think. Oh, or dear. Something, oh, so. I like Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you know, so so. It's a big month. Barnet, Southend, Woking, Eastley as the uh, uh, as the rest of November. Yeah, if you come out with two wins and two draws in in that, it'll be all right, won't it? And uh, would you rather have three wins and one defeat? And you can't choose who the defeats against. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Nine points as opposed to eight points. Yeah, yeah. I'd sooner have 
I'd rather have eight points than nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's good. Yeah, one one's one more point, isn't yeah. it? But the other one's undefeated run continues. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially if Phil isn't giving you the choice of who you lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to throw that in. Yeah, anyway. really. Yeah, but but I think we're most likely to lose to Southend in that four. If we're going to lose one, it'll be Southend. So there you go. I, I, I trust in Paul Cook. You know, I've learned to trust in Paul Cook, <laughs> unequivocally. You know, undemandingly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, trust, uh, I trust in our processes and yes. our methods and our preparation. So do I. And all of that. You know. So do I. But just Southend are just having a weird special season, aren't they? Really, in one way or another. And, and I was remembering the ten eleven season when Sheridan was here. We went down to Southend, and he, he had the worst team picked ever no strikers in it we went there and had the easiest 3-2 win you've ever you ever have it was 3-1 till the last minute or something mm. and uh, that, that was the game that Dean Smalley yeah. came into his own mm. Whitt Whittaker and Smalley were absolutely unbelievable but when we saw the team there's no strikers in it yeah, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what's going to happen here yeah 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 and when we say Whittaker and Smalley were absolutely out yeah, of this yeah. world that day and it was like where's this come from then yeah and, and, and everybody from Chesterfield was like well none of us saw that coming but they, they were in a cracking run of form when we went down there last season and, and beat them uh, to the point where Jack Bridge actually got taken off because Sheckleford had marked him out of the game mm -hmm. and he was he was you know supposedly their danger man that night um, and Colcliffe I think scored a belter didn't he yeah uh, Maguire mm -hmm. scored a header and yeah it was it was a competent mm -hmm. performance they can't have improved much since then can well, they well they've certainly not brought the players in to improve apart yeah. from the letter from Charlton yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean people will look at our run and say oh it won't go on forever you know but then why can't the same apply to South End yeah. you know, Man City go on forever gonna, don't they yeah, someone's going to have to go down there Port, Port, Portsmouth have proven you can do <laughs> quite a long yeah. run so, yeah. March isn't it since they lost yeah, yeah. 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 so they do yeah. aren't they yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah yeah, no question about that. Yeah, that 2-1 uh, win at uh, Southend last season. They'd lost at home to Barnet a few days before, mm. but mm. they'd had a lot of wins in the previous yeah. 10 games yeah. mm. uh, 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 before that. So, yeah, we always ask, are they going to continue it? Daryl always says yes. <gasps> uh, um but all of a sudden, ten consecutive wins seems seems more feasible than your normal time. Of, yeah, well, I think we're going to lose the next time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 briefly mentioned before we probably put a slight edit into the uh, uh, the podcast about the training ground, Paul, and um, you know there's some great clips coming on on the club's YouTube channel from there, and you can see a. How good the surfaces are of the two pitches, B, how good the the camaraderie is as well. Yeah, it's about time, isn't it, that they had uh, some sort of decent setup as well. You know, for professional football club after all these years, it's not like Highfield Park, is it, like so many years ago? So with Sean Dyche was, uh, you know, yeah. there as a his boss, but yeah, you know, they, they don't have to train at Warminster Road anymore. This and they, they put a, spent a lot of money in, on it, haven't they? and it's been a, a sort of baby of of Ashley Kirk and Phil Kirk to sort out straight away isn't it and it's not finished yet is it that, no. that's just the start that's yeah. just the first phase of it isn't it so just to get the, the pitchers sorted as uh, um, plans possibly to build some sort of building there where they can get changed you know that's a nice novelty isn't it so you know rather than coming down to the ground to, uh, to, to do it and maybe even some sort of like cafe facility where they can have some food before they go out to, to do the training and, and maybe even a well, I don't know, maybe in a press room or something like that. I don't know. One, yeah. one, one, one may hope. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm impressed with it. 
and it looks pretty good and I know it's not the ideal site that they wanted initially but looking at what they've got now it looks tip top doesn't it and that's a way to bring in players of an ilk like Tom Naylor like Will Grigg obviously their wages will help but you've got to be professional and the training yeah. ground is where they spend all their donkey work isn't it mm. so that's the day to day job there the, pit, the, the plan on a Saturday is the, the, the benefit for working hard during the, mm. the rest of the week so, so the training ground should be in better position than, than, than anything at all the irony with that uh, uh, comment, Paul, is because the last few years when we've not had a training ground, we've had a lot of donkeys playing for us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, and you know the crowdfunding stalled a little bit, but this sort of four grand last time I looked in there for equipment that shows people are willing to uh, to chuck in the hard earn even in difficult uh, mm. in difficult times, Stu, and and. Yeah, that togetherness, we touched on it with the crowds when we were talking about the crowds earlier on. But it's, it's, I don't remember it being like this in all of my time. No, it's, it, it's, oh, hang on, that's my phone. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, sorry, go away. Go away, clear off. Technology. Where's a seven-year-old when you need him, eh? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Training ground. Yeah. yeah. Training ground. Togetherness. Yeah. Um, it. 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 I think that was ring. It fence is unusual. Money. Well, for us, it is unusual, isn't it? You know, you remember the, the, the poisonous atmospheres almost sometimes. You know, people reminisce about how great it was at Saltergate in the night matches and all of that stuff. But you know, when you were stuck at the back of the cop and no one could see you, you could say what you like or who you like. Couldn't you? And, and 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 it's not always necessarily the best kind of atmosphere for an individual to flourish. And and now, now there is this great unity of purpose almost between fans and players, and and and, and all the staff and everybody on the back room, and just everybody who walks the mm. corridors in in the East End where we're doing this from at the minute. Um, everybody is pointing in the same direction, you know, and they're all kind of almost arms around each other's shoulders walk in there together you know like like one mm. of these foreign teams that have their great sort of marches to the game or something like mm. that we've got yes. that kind of spirit among all of us yeah. you know and, and and everybody understands i think that they have a job to do mm. in it you know and mine is to trust in cook and trust in the process and trust in the players and not to be abusive if i can avoid it when it doesn't go well mm. you know whatever that feels like i've forgotten mm. um and you know to be supportive as best as i possibly can at all times it, it I, I don't necessarily believe in unconditional support because you've got to get something back for it you know um but i think that what we can offer between now and the end of the season it, it is not unconditional support but deserved mm. support but, but the the uh, community element I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the football in the community the, the but the the togetherness of it it feels to me paul just the same as when the Cowley brothers were at Lincoln and they were in non-league and of course they had that terrific season they got did really well in the cup played at Arsenal didn't they and came back into the football league massive crowds strongest the club had been for years wasn't it yeah it is we remember going to Lincoln many years ago and the, the crowds are very similar to what Chester were getting around sort of three to three thousand to three and a half and that's a city compared to a town isn't it so you know the momentum that a city with no competition for miles around absolutely well, yeah. yeah um so you you see that don't you? you see the sort of 
wave of enthusiasm coming from from this town and it is the best um <laughs> it's the most populated thing to do in Chesterfield is to come to a match every two weeks isn't it mm. that n- nowhere else in this town or even in the sort of borough gets as many people coming to this ground here that, that it is the biggest activity mm. anybody could yeah. possibly come to you know and the club are taking advantage of that I'd like to see more I'd like to see billboards I'd like to see yeah. um, you know uh, buses going around with you know come to the ground and whatnot you know going around the town and that more in the in the town center that brings that makes it the only focal point of the town is coming to Chesterfield football club it lives and breathes it you see in newcastle i was fortunate to live mm. there for eight years and it, even when they were rubbish they were absolutely rubbish mm. they were that everybody talked about newcastle mm. everybody you know so he just didn't like football mm. it was just about newcastle he'd go into the match you know that, that that was it was exposed and i'd like to see that here i'd love to see that here yeah, and who, who was it? Who was the associate with Newcastle that sort of said the the one two three order for for a Newcastle supporter is club wife job or something like that? <laughs> it, 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 I can't remember who it was. It, it might have been something like Keegan or something. Keegan or something, or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah, oh, I don't think it was John Hall, but uh, <laughs> money. John yeah, Sir John. That'd be money. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it is a special place at the moment, and it shouldn't be because we're in non-league. But it is. Mm. No, but it's it is the wider effect, and, and you think of John Crew, Andy, Mike Goodman, all all the trust, everybody who was involved in digging digging the club out from under Dave Allen. You know, we were on a knife. <coughs> let's be fair. Mm. If that hadn't have gone through, I shudder to think would there have been a football club. I'm, I'm sure to. suffering relegation to the National League. And um, you know, being in such a dreadful state as we were, run by the people that we were, has set up the the, the circumstances for, for for how we are now. That you know, combined with COVID as well, yeah, people really yeah. miss it. You, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. That, that 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 created a, a, a sort of a petri dish, if you like, for this current enthusiasm to to, to grow in. Yeah, you know, fully and then the trust have seeded that. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think the community see all the good work. That I wonder you know, if we'd never got relegated from <laughs> League One. You know, after Cookie left, if we'd have just bumbled around in 18th or 19th or something for five, ten seasons, would we have the same sort of unity and feeling about the place now? Probably not. You know, I think that's why Phil and and actually Kirk. Uh, <coughs> Of coming and and know <laughs> and know how important the the community trust is mm. in being the custodian of the football mm. club. Yeah, and and being at the you know we're in the hub. It is the hub of the town. And, and what what Paul says is right. Nowhere else do you get seven eight thousand local people together mm. every fortnight than here. Mm. And well, well, uh, t- t- tomorrow we're we're running tomorrow we're running a couple of tours which were the first tours that we paid for yeah. tours of five because we we did a little trial a few weeks ago <coughs> excuse me a few weeks ago and it was free and there were a few no shows and it was nevertheless it was still great and you know in the daytime I was just sitting being involved with the toys but what tours but waiting for people to come and just seeing the people that come through the hub you know in a day mm, yeah 
that uh, nothing to do with 11 against 11 on a Saturday no. afternoon. It's all under the auspices of, yeah. but there were older people's clubs, younger people's clubs, educational elements, exercise classes, kids in Chester's, yeah. and it was just non-stop. Yeah. And you know, we can hear something in the background now going off that's obviously some sort of physical activity going off. I don't know what it is, but mm. it's, it, it's just unbelievable to, yeah. to, to see all of that. And so people come here who might not go to the match, but they come here for a positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even if they don't go to the football, after a while they might get persuaded to or they might get a, a, a you know, pound ticket mm. type of thing to come. And then they'll come and some will think, all right, yeah, okay, yeah. that's right. But you only need one in 20 people who come for the first time to become lifetime season ticket holders and you've done your job. Yeah, yeah. It cements in, you know, in, in, in the minds of the people that use the club like that, it cements in their minds the idea that the football club is an asset for yes. the town. You know, and even if they don't ever kind of shell out 20 quid to come sit and watch Pompey on Sunday or whatever, they, they still hold the club to be an asset and they speak well of the club you know, and they tell their friends mm -hmm. about it and all of that. And, and the club just becomes so important to the town in yes. that respect that the town can't do anything other than help it prosper. Yeah. yeah. Great. And that's apart from our normal go around the table, we send here and wants to say, well, my bit that I want to say is we, we're just starting up and Stuart's involved as well. <coughs> A new heritage group. And, you know, when you've got people like Phil Kirk and uh, Ash Kirk on the, on the menu who get it, Mm -hmm. uh, on the board, they they get it. People like John Crute and Andy uh, Phantom have always got it, mm -hmm. but sometimes you've got a little bit more support than that. So I'm looking forward to getting involved with trying to really push that in a a significant way, the likes of which has not never been pushed before. Because there's only a certain amount that we as as volunteers can do without the support of the club yeah. and for the first time it mm. feels as though there's that support of the club on that heritage side Stu yeah yeah it does doesn't it yeah mm. and Stuart's just uh, managed to acquire some new slides colour photographs from 73 was it of, yeah uh, 73 full yeah. season I think so yeah. with a, sp a, a very youthful looking Andy Kowalski and, uh, and various yeah. so the, I suspect they'll be the mm. only colour photographs of several players Chesterfield players yes. that we've got yes well that was the attraction of, mm. of them to me really mainly well, it was that we've got head and shoulders portraits of everyone who's on it but, but colour ones not no, are these going to go anywhere, or are they um, going to be... Well, I, uh, it's not the kind of thing you can kind of walk around the crowd with all of them little... No, 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 no. Are, they <laughs> the, are they going on the site? The, um, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find a use for them. We're, yeah. we're, we're looking at... Yeah, we're looking at... Is, are there any pockets of money around for bids and everything that you can help to whether it's display memorabilia or just really bring together mm. visual or audio elements of that's you've got to for me you've got to be able to display it but somehow, yes you know yes because then so, you persuade people that you are an organization that is capable of mm, looking after it yes. properly conserving yeah. it properly I, I mean, you're not going to take it and put it in your garage yes you know mm. um <laughs> and uh no names yeah. pack drill and you're not to you know and and and, and when people unfortunately you know, pass away or whatever. Mm. I, I want people to think, what mm. should we do with Dad's old stuff? Let's give it to the football club. And the wonderful you know? thing about the technology in this day and age, I want to be trusted. Like you, you, mm. you can you can show digitally. You don't mm. physically have to. Have, yeah. we, we all like to see physical stuff. Yeah. But yeah. 
you know, from a photograph point of view, well, what's better than a telly on a screen that if your favourite player was Ken Tyler, mm. you can press a, you can put Ken Tyler in and it'll bring up 30 fo- photographs of Ken Tyler. Yeah. You know, whatever mm. it might be, you can do yeah. that. Yeah. You can't show 30 photographs of every player that's no. ever played for Chesterfield because there isn't the space. No. But you can digitise it and start yeah. moving yeah. moving yeah. that forward. So, so that's mm. a really exciting feature that uh, we're right at the ground floor. We had a first meeting yeah. a few days ago. Speaking of the site as well, the site's moved, hasn't it? The uh, cfchistory.com. Yes. yes. Uh, it's a bit of a long-winded one it, to repeat, isn't it? It but is, yes. I'll put the link up on, on here <laughs> on the pod you. as well. So Thank I, you. I, 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 link it perhaps to I, it. I, I don't know. It, it, if I log it on, I can just read. It's sites.google.com. Yeah. Forward slash view, forward slash cfhistory, cfchistory forward slash home. Because I put it on my site. It's a bit of a mouthful. It is, I think if you search CFC history at home, and if you're on Twitter X... Yeah. You can just find CFC history in the links on there. The right? link is on this uh, on this pod, the homepage of the X anyway. CFChistory.com so. has unfortunately been taken down by, by the people who put it up in the first right. place. Um, but I still own the domain and I'd like to link that to the yes. new website. But I am unfortunately, I mean, my grasp of computer technical issues. Yeah, we got that with your phone earlier on, Steve. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it sort of ceased when they invented Windows 3.11. This is the man who's put the most <laughs> comprehensive history uh, database of any football club anywhere in the world together and he can't answer his phone. <laughs> well, well, that just goes to show how easy Google is to use. Yeah. You know? That's a good really, point. I'd recommend it to anyone. Paul, your turn. Yeah, um, I don't even know where we can think. Oh, there's a, oh you've got a meeting, haven't you, on Thursday? Have you for Fans Forum, haven't you? Another Fans oh, Forum? Oh, yeah, Fans Forum on Thursday go. night, yeah, 7 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, and if you if you can't get, we'll hopefully have a link that you can hear us this time. But forum at chesterfield-fc.co.uk for any questions. So that's 7 o'clock on the second, it'll be, won't it, on Thursday? Here in the hub. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Yeah. All I would say to all supporters at the minute, um, like I keep saying to my pals in Eastern, be patient because <laughs> we will get on top and we will wear teams down. You know, don't, let's not let yeah. anxious people in the stand start transmitting to the pitch. Yes. Uh, there's no reason to suspect if we don't all keep our nerve, it'll work out. So yeah. enjoy the ride because we're playing some great stuff, scoring loads of goals. And if we all keep together, I'm sure we'll get where we want to be. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. That's been The Sky Is Blue. I've been Phil Tooley with Stuart Passon, Paul Fisher and Daryl Carpenter. And, well, we'll be back next time. Paul says, come on, let's uh, all sit around in a table. Thank you. And if you like this podcast, then don't forget to subscribe. Please rate and review us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and many of your favourite podcast providers.